there's a lot you can do in this town You set it up and turn it around We might have come from somewhere else But this is where we found ourselves Welcome to the local show People you work with, people you Welcome to another edition of The Local Show here on Grassroots Community Network. I'm Eric Scarvin, your host. Thanks for joining us, guys. Whether you're watching us on Grassroots TV, on YouTube, Facebook Live, we want to welcome you to our weekly show, now in our 16th year. And I have a first-time guest. His brothers have both been on the show. It's about time we welcome Roger Merolt to The Local Show, buddy. It's good to be Thanks here. Thanks for being here, yeah, man. Yeah, you didn't tell me my brothers have been on before. Yeah. How many well, times? You know, it should be really easy to outdo those shows. Were they not? <laughs> were they not available? Is that why I'm here they, now? Well, you know, I don't know if. Uh, I guess we're going to talk about truth today on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I did not ask them. You are inspiring me more these days. Well, thank uh, you. I love your bros, though. Mike and Steve have both been on. I think they've been on together, and maybe even yeah. individually, because there's always so much to talk about with you guys. Yeah. We talked about many of their climbing exploits. You can talk forever about that stuff. That's, oh my God. that's I mean, cool stuff. I think we talked half the show about skiing up on Mount Everest. Because yeah. that's like, you know, well, yeah. not an everyday occurrence. Yeah. You know, you got to like breathe I, hard and I, ski stuff. And I can't <laughs> add anything to that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is going to be all downhill from here. <laughs> yeah. No pun intended. Lift serve downhill. But I do. But yeah, there you go. Um, I'm all about uphill skinning, though, too. You know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's a pretty cool part of Aspen. In fact, let's go back in time because, I mean, way back in the day, mm -hmm. like in the 30s, people were skinning up the mountain literally with seal skins yeah. on the bottom of their skis. Yeah. Uh, you're now, a th is third generation? I'm fourth generation. Fourth generation yeah. Aspen. Mm -hmm. I, so what's it like, like growing up in that ski culture back in the day? You know, you're a kid growing up at Aspen well, in a ski family, in a ski culture, in a ski town. I mean, that's what we did, and I don't have anything to compare it to. So, I, <laughs> I, But, you know, I wondered what other kids did in other parts of the world where they didn't have ski areas. Right. Because it was just so normal for us. I'm like, well, how do they spend their weekends? What do they do after school? Where do they go? And uh, uh, so I took it for granted, but I did wonder. I, I realized it was unique that they didn't do that everywhere in the world, and right. um, you know it was a it's a cool it was a cool place to grow up, and I think my kids would echo that. I think they loved growing up in, in this next generation. So Aspen remains a good place for kids. Right, right. Yeah. But that ski culture and that tradition in your own family, what was that like in terms of say? Your parents' influence on you as a, as a child was like, "Hey, Roger, do you want to go?" I mean, was it was it um, a forceful thing, or was it just something you no, picked up on not. and were inspired by your parents? Or absolutely, it was not a forceful thing. It, yeah. it uh, you know, I almost feel sorry for kids when I see their parents when they're out there three years old and the parents are forcing it on them. The kids are <laughs> crying. My parents were not like that. I mean, they right. they basically went skiing and. You know, we said, can we go along with you? You wanted to. And, and it was, uh, you know, my dad wouldn't let us ski Aspen Mountain until we were 10 because that's where all the fast, crazy skiers were. Good and thing that's not like that anymore. Yeah, good thing it's not like that anymore. <laughs> but that was, that was a good rule. He didn't want us to get run over. So right, that was something to shoot for. We spent our, our youth out at uh, Buttermilk. Okay. And tie hack, and oh man, did we have fun out there? The the parents would just drop the kids off. There was nothing organized. We just 
had run of the place. We'd make jumps and <laughs> forts. and I mean, we played on skis. We didn't really ski right, when right. we were kids. It was just, you know, just a different kind of shoe we would wear to get around on the snow. So that was really cool. But we did have Aspen Mountain to shoot for when we got older. And when we got the chance to go up there, uh, man, that was just like a whole new world. And that was really cool. And we just started playing there instead. And I think that's what we still do up there. It's just... Uh, <laughs> Just where we end up on the weekends and at lunch break and whenever we get a chance. Right. So your parents more it was more inspirational. You wanted to join in. You could see they loved it. Oh, they loved obviously. it. It was clear that my dad loved it. My mom loved it. She she moved here from Wisconsin. Ah. Uh, just for the skiing. I should have known. Yeah. From from her greatness. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I happen to grow up yeah, there too. Yeah, I knew you did. I knew you were the big Packer fan. Oh, so yeah. big cheese yeah. head. So they both love skiing. And then everybody in town, you know, was a skier then. And that's that was the main purpose people uh, gave for being here, and we we just we just followed in their tracks literally. We uh, it wasn't a forced thing. We just begged them to take us up there. So okay, yeah, they just made it look so much fun. But then you guys kept kept evolving and growing like we all do, and the sport changes and morphs, and you do different things like yeah. some of these high altitude mountaineering, ski mountaineering adventures in particular. Yeah. Um, and you did some of these, well, many of these with your brothers, yeah, I Mike and Steve. I, I started out with them, and I and I and I went on a lot of trips, mostly to Alaska in those days. Okay. Uh, and before I got married and had kids, then I decided to opt out and you know do other things. But uh, okay. yeah, but all that started right here in Aspen. We, I mean, I would say it goes back to Red Butte. We we grew up <laughs> at the at the foot of Red Butte, and we climbed all over that thing, and we had. Uh, forts and we did rock climbing without ropes and uh, you know kind of stupid stuff like that and we we all survived but you know we we graduated from there to uh, hiking up Aspen Mountain with my dad after the lifts would close and we went to Montezuma Basin and climbed Castle Peak right. and then from there you looked around and you saw all the other peaks and you just you just wanted to do it and we you know we didn't have any special equipment we just we'd climb those 14ers in our ski boots and and carry our skis over our shoulders and Jeez. uh that's how it all started and just one thing led to another and then pretty soon we found ourselves up in alaska skiing and and climbing and doing things like that and so going bigger and bigger basically yeah, over you know, time yeah and i think that's just that's as human beings that's what we want to do we yeah we we feel like we conquer one thing and then we want to go on to something a little bigger a little right. steeper a little more severe weather uh higher less oxygen whatever it is you just you just keep challenging yourself and you might move from hamburgers to yak burgers you know at some <laughs> point too you know that's a progression yeah there are you know, there's different kinds there. of food around I, the world i need too. a yak burger right <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break the break won't be long enough for a yak burger okay well, unfortunately well, but a sip of water maybe we got to get you some water um, or beer or something. Well, either Better one. Yet. Whatever you got handy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we do want to thank our winter underwriters for supporting the show. Without you guys, we can't keep bringing great guests like Roger to the show each week. We want to thank Aspen Square, Aspen Animal Hospital, Aspen Public House, Klug Properties, Pickin County Landfill, the Aspen Times, and Sundog Athletics. We're going to go to our only break of the show, guys. It's two minutes. We're going to be back with Roger, and we're going to talk about the Roger Lowe election commentary as the results come in live tonight and so much more so don't go away
Aspen Animal Hospital's partnership with Wellhaven offers our community a very friendly and professional staff featuring five veterinarians, a new care companion plan, wellness plans to cover your preventative care needs for the entire year, and now introducing new feline-friendly Thursdays. They also offer exotic pet care and acupuncture. For more information, call 970-925-2611 or visit aspenanimalhospital.com. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their, their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Aspen Times, telling the stories that matter since 1881, is committed to local prep sports, arts, and entertainment coverage. They also offer the drop-in weekly recreational videos highlighting why we love to live in this community. The Aspen Times, at local newsstands, aspentimes.com, Facebook, and Instagram. We're not in Kansas anymore. Hey, did you miss the turn for recycling? I can't read the map on your cracked screen. Celebrating another great winter season, Aspen Square Hotel is the hospitality place, featuring fireplace studio suites and larger condominiums with full hotel-style services in the center of downtown Aspen. Aspen Square is proud to support The Local Show. Welcome to The Local Show, people you work with. We're back here on The Local Show. Thanks for sticking with us, guys, here on Grassroots Community Network, Facebook Live, YouTube, Roger, and soon to be Apple and Roku. Wow. I mean, this influence is going worldwide. It's huge. Be careful what you say. I'm all, I always <laughs> am, trust me. Although we can pretty much say anything on public access TV, so yeah, okay. I take all that back. Good. Say whatever you want. I have been. Yeah. We've been like, like doing illegal stuff on the show in the past, smoking cigarettes, drinking beer. You know, which was kind of reminds me of back in the day. See, I grew up in Wisconsin. It was a little different. Well, However, we did build ski jumps. We did. That was one of our favorite too, yeah. things. Yeah, we did that too. Like we go on these little ski areas. One was called Little Switzerland. Mm-hmm. I've <laughs> your, heard your that. Your mom may have skied. Yeah. It's still there. Yeah. It's a, it's like a legendary. What's the big mountain in Wisconsin? Uh, Rib Mountain. Well, there's Rib Mountain. Yeah. Which Isn't now the has another point? name. It has another name oh, now. It's yeah. by Wausau. Right? Yeah. Right yeah. in the heart of the state. That's there. near where my mother grew up. I think there was 1,200 vertical. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. It's like half a buttermilk. <laughs> Where you grew up in your early formidable years. Yeah, yeah those were and fun you days. And then elevate to Aspen Mountain and then elevate up higher into these high altitude peaks. And um, Is there a story that comes to mind? Like, say, you and your bros, you guys are up high at one of these big mountain climbs. And either Did you ever do – you did some of the South America trips. I did. I never went to South America You didn't them. do those no, trips? No, I, I, was, I was out after Alaska pretty much. Okay. Alaska was where we went. I don't know why, because the weather is worse there than anywhere in the world. And <laughs> right. I mean, Let's it go just, there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's rough up there, but yeah. we didn't know any better. We just thought, it is beautiful, too. Yeah. But, but I, I don't know why we went there first, but that's where we, that's where we really... Did you get caught out at all? Was there a time where you got caught in some really severe stuff? That oh, were, sure. Like, we were waking we were, and fearing for your lives? Yeah, we were on <laughs> Mount Logan, and we got caught in a uh, storm eight days 
We didn't Whoa. leave the tent. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was it was severe, and I and and several people lost their lives in the same storm on Denali, Whoa. which was up around the bend in Alaska, of course. Oh, jeez. Um, Mount Logan's in Canada, but uh, we were there on that mountain pretty much all alone then, and yeah, it was it was touch and go, and it was. Wow. I was so scared. I actually proposed to my wife. <laughs> I, I made a little flag in the tent while we were tent bound, said, marry me, Susan. Wow. And when the weather finally did clear, we got up to the, uh, the our high point, and I put that on my axe, and they took a picture, and then uh, two months later in a slideshow, that was the last slide of the uh, uh, slideshow when at the and, wedding reception or no when I proposed to her oh oh, oh at the that, actual proposal that is how I proposed to her she was oh, sitting epic. next to me on the couch <laughs> and it and that that picture with me with marry me Susan uh, showed up and that was did you take a knee then and present the ring right yes, at I that did. right on cue yes I did good man I like yeah. that so that's I that's so my, under duress in other words well <laughs> I, I, under fear under I was fear. I was a fear I was afraid I'd never see her again TikTok so, life is yeah. going and and let's get you know let's get on with life because it's so precious yeah, right it's so precious yeah I get a little choked up just talking about that but well, uh, so sure. that's the best climbing story I have and that was my yeah. last climbing story as well that was right. that was it for me that was when I said. I'm not doing it anymore. I was yeah. I was so scared uh, during that eight days in the tent. You know, we could hear avalanches coming down all around us. Uh, the the tent literally got buried. Uh, we we could we could not even get out to shovel out the tent. The wind was the only thing that kept about that much of the tent out of the snow. So it was dark. It was cramped. The, the walls were caving in. I was scared to death. And I mean, it's just a, it's a difference in personality between me and my brothers. They somehow thrive on that stuff. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, That's it for me. I'm I don't, out. I'm not doing this. I just proposed right. to my wife. It's, I'm not doing it. They continue on, but then they also went on to have families. Yeah. And so then they probably have to balance that, right? Maybe not as many trips or not as yeah, much risk or somehow manage it's, that. It's risk. a huge balancing act for them. Yeah. And yeah. I watched them struggle with that. Right, and, right, because they uh, love it so much, obviously. Yeah, they love it, and uh, but they those those guys are uh, they're animals, <laughs> <laughs> and they have they have a pain tolerance that I do not possess. Right, and so uh, you know what they do, I know not just anybody can do that. Yeah, you got to be into suffering. I, I basically, mean, yeah, you got to be into suffering. You got to be yeah. strong, and yeah. uh, you got to be able to deal with adversity, and and right. they can do it. And, right. and I and I tend to get a little more panicked, and that's not safe if you get panicked up there. Right. So, yeah, right. so you know, we're we all ended up doing what we do. And well, I don't I don't think that this next issue is going to be life threatening or quite <laughs> as scary. <laughs> <laughs> but the lift one uh, vote is actually happening today. It's probably decided almost. I, I mean, I'm, there are probably a few votes still coming in, but few votes maybe trickling in. But we're gonna we're gonna know later this evening. We're gonna and, know. It'll yeah. be about an hour after hour or two after our first broadcast here tonight. Yeah. And, um, you're going to be doing some election coverage with Lorenzo Semple. Yeah, Lo and I are going your to your arch enemy, pretty much, right? Yeah, you know, I find him very irritating. <laughs> <laughs> but can you love someone who irritates you? I think you can. Well, 
I mean, he's got a, one or two redeeming factors. I so don't I think have you got to focus on the positive. He, those yeah. one or two good things. Well, what are they? I, um, he's funny. Like I like his hair. Like he's got like long rock star yeah. hair. He told me that's a, fun, a good feature. He told me a funny story about that hair. <laughs> I, do we have time to tell? He was For sure. They, they have the the rent a senior program up at the high school. If the seniors raise money for their <laughs> year end gift to the school or whatever it is, so they okay. so you can rent a senior to come and do. Uh, <laughs> little chores around your house so they he had them the seniors clean out his car and they were cleaning out the car and he, they did a really nice job and and so at the end when he paid him they asked him like what kind of dog do you have it must have really long hair oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> said, I don't have a dog <laughs> it's a Bernese mountain me <laughs> there it is right there how do you so, like Rover <laughs> so, so Lowe's good that way he's yeah he, he's got a million funny stories yeah I know he's a character and yeah, I know is. we've had different opinions obviously like many of us do in this whole lift one thing and it's been you know it's uh been a little polarizing obviously he, whenever we have a big issue like this he, nasty he's totally for lift one which yeah. surprises me yeah because i sort of always thought he kind of clicked with the the ski crowd right and and they are definitely not for 1a yeah and so i don't know it's it's funny how you just you can't predict how people People see. He wrote his last column about it. We can read the words, did, and, and yeah. you've had a couple columns about it. And what's yeah. your kind of your basic take? I mean, just the, you know, the highlights of your your view on Lift One. Well, you know, I think the biggest thing, I think the biggest mistake uh, the developers made was, uh, you know, they they had the right to do it, but they 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 went easy on the employee housing. You know, they kind of yeah. skimped out on. It yeah. wasn't a legal obligation for them to build that, but. Right. You know, the, if you look around this town and you see how development affects the town and how many commuters we're putting on the road, and yeah. you talk about building community and doing something that's right for the community, it almost becomes a uh, something you would think they would see the benefits of and right. the positive things of it and almost want to do that. I think right. that, you know, I hope that's the mold for the new developer in town. I hope they really are people who live in our community and see the struggles that working people have yeah. and see the long line of traffic coming in. And, and people commuting from Glenwood and Rifle and places like that, that's, that's almost inhumane. And you say, well, they have a choice to do that and they choose to do that. Well, yes, but could we make their lives, at least some of those people's lives, a right. little bit easier? And I think we can. And I think that just right. has to be the new paradigm. In, in the development world, or at least the right. development world as Aspen knows it. Well, so that's, that was my biggest uh, yeah. grievance against that project. It's my biggest grievance against that project, when aside from uh, blocking off Norway Slope. Right, right. And, and I just can't help but interject. When you say you love a community, when you say you have compassion, that's, that's the primary thing, is how, putting a shelter over someone's head, you right. know, housing them. So right. that's so fundamental. Yeah. You know, to caring, to loving, to the Asbury Community Plan, to our values. You know, um, the city and the county have also stated it's the number one priority mm -hmm. is affordable housing. They had the opportunity to step up and do 35 percent, mm -hmm. which is l way less than the 65 yeah. percent any other commercial development would have had to do. Mm -hmm. And I think what's going to happen after this is they're going to close that loophole up, take away those lodging incentives. And everyone's going to have to step up and have to do 65%. So you're not going to see this whittling down to 30%. Yeah. So I think stepping up and doing the 35% would have been the spirit mm -hmm. of affordable housing in our goals. 
uh, which our mayor actually talked about too. So the letter of the law, yes, they fit that. But the spirit of yeah. the law in the community, I think, yeah. could have done more. Exactly. That's the way I feel about that. Right. I mean, they, 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 they profess to love this community. Well, exactly. you know, actions speak louder than words on that. So. Right. So if you have six kids, you only house two of your kids. Yeah, <laughs> if you love them, yeah. like I love you guys, but you know, e four of you are gonna have to figure it out. You, and then you know, we have to be realistic too. I mean, they, it's uh, you know, it's on a project that size, it would be hard to house 100% of the 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 jobs you're generating. So we have to be a little bit reasonable, but you know, um, to cut it back as far as they did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. That just it just doesn't ring true when they're going, Oh, we love the community, we're members of the community, we do what's better for the community, we have something for everyone. Right. Well, you know, I it just doesn't fit. It right. Do, it doesn't fit. How about that subsidy? Four point three six million dollars from the community well, for something that's projected it, to generate three hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, that, that irritated me just on principle. I mean the money is not huge when you look at the city's budget. Right. But right. the from fact that they grabbed for it. And, and, and like you said, later on they told us, well, we're going to make so much money that the, the rent taxes and whatnot are going to pay for lots of employee housing in the future. Sure. And so I'm thinking, well, why did you need to grab the 4.7 million, 4.8, right. whatever it is? Why did you ask for that? I mean, that was a last minute money grab. Right. And it just, that was another thing that just, it was the principle. It's like, yeah. what's the truth here? I mean, right. You know, and you right, know, we're making all this money, but we can't afford. You know, <laughs> we can't pick up that four point three six. So that just doesn't. It's contradictory. Yeah, and in I, that and sense. I, and I think City Council dropped the ball on that one too, yeah. because if they believed it, I mean, it was. I thought it was a complete bluff on the developers' part. But City Council should have said, okay, well, maybe you do need this money, maybe you don't. How about we call it a loan? And if you hit certain projections on sales and revenues after this project is completed, you pay that money back to the taxpayers oh, with interest. Okay. You know, that seemed like a simple solution to me, but right. so, so city council was, I think city council panicked at that moment. And, and, and uh, you know, when, when people are panicking at the last moment to get a project done, I think you've got the wrong project right. to approve. So. That's, well, it was it was backing up from today's date, right? March fifth. If the election's March fifth, we yeah. need to get this thing done. Right. So there was a rush job there. Right. At Councilman Frisch finally cast the deciding vote. You know, I to, felt a little bad for him. He did. You know, he's yeah. the middleman. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's he, he had a lot of pressure on him. I think you'll see some of that fallout today, obviously, I, in, in how I'm the vote goes. I'm afraid he will. And nothing, again, personal. I, I like Adam. I think he's a he's great a nice guy. guy. He's a great guy. Um, he had stood the ground, though, that he wasn't going to support that. Mm -hmm. But then I think when they switched it to be contingent upon the lift being built, yeah. that's when he kind of went, okay, well, if we can kind of hold that carrot out, we'll get that lift done, well, then they can go for that idea, which is, it is what it is. It was forwarded to the voters. Mm -hmm. Now we get to decide. And yeah. do you have any predictions, like both for the, the ballot issue and for the candidates? That the the one A ballot issue I think is going to be tight. Yeah, I, that could go either way as far as I see it. Right. I mean, same. I uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be tight. It, yeah, we'll super see. tight. Yeah. And then what about you? Th think same thing. You think there'll be a runoff at all for council or for mayor or for both? Or what well, do you think about that? I don't know. I uh, Tory seems to have it. It might be Tory's time. I'm thinking too. And it and and, and that, but he needs fifty percent plus one, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think Anne's gonna have a strong showing. She, she will. She will have a strong showing. She is gonna be weighed down a little bit. I think there's yeah. just a little bit of dissatisfaction with council in general over the past 
couple years. Right. And so that may that that may taint her just a little bit with some voters. And that um, she's still on council anyway. Well, that's if a, she doesn't get that's elected. A, we could talk so a, a lot about that. I mean, yeah. it's a, and I and I know from experience. My father was in that position. He was on city council, uh-huh. and and he wanted to run for mayor. So he said, "I'm going to give up my council seat so that if I don't get elected mayor, then my seat is not appointed by the sitting council. It will be appointed by the voters." Okay. So he he oh, said he said I'm going to give that up and run for mayor and. He, he didn't get elected mayor, so he was out completely. Completely even, out then. Even though he had two years left, had he huh. elected to do that. So, so Interesting. So I, you know, I wonder, um, Anne, two years ago, came in strong. She was the, the leading vote-getter on city council, and so she went yeah. in. She, she avoided the runoff, and so she went in with a lot of confidence. Now I wonder if she does not get the mayoral seat and... She goes back to her seat. Does she retreat a little bit with less confidence right. uh, to finish out her remaining two years right. council? So that's an interesting dynamic, and um, I, it, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. You think Rachel's going to be the one that makes the cl- cl- well? What should we say? Free and clear, she'll get the fifty percent plus one. Do you think? Yeah, Ra- I think Rachel will 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 be there. She'll she, just she get is her a, spot tonight. She is well liked. She is uh she's proven herself time and time again. Yeah. She is a fighter for the people. She is incredibly smart yeah. and she works hard and uh and I think people will reward her for that. And I I think they're they're glad to have her back. And what we touched on earlier, the priority of affordable housing. She's yeah. proven herself. Oh, she has absolutely. a track record of absolutely. affordable housing. Yeah. Water rights. She's very smart, very experienced. Yeah. I see her that was that would be my only thing I could call maybe would be I think Rachel will mm-hmm. I think there may be a runoff for that second spot yeah I would agree with that and then mayor I don't know I think it could go Tory could clear it tonight I know he's hopeful because he doesn't the, want to go to a run the, the funny thing is Tory has won these elections but he's also lost right quite a few he, he, and I yeah. think I could be wrong about this but I believe he's lost four elections Okay, that sounds and, right. And if he does not prevail tonight, he will. That'll be his fifth, and that will tie Andrew Cole <laughs> for the most <laughs> political losses. It's not a record you want to <laughs> you want to look for. It's not a great record to, no. to have, but it's a record. It's it shows you tried. You know, it shows you. He's got good momentum. He's got both endorsements yeah. of the newspapers. He's yeah. looking good. He actually was ahead in this. Obviously, informal Aspen Times poll about a week ago. Yeah. He was in the lead. I like Tori. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about Tori. Well, let's switch gears here for the last <clears> couple of minutes. You okay. guys have uh, Merolt uh, LLP, yeah. CPAs. Yep. What do you love? Say, we'll call it a love-hate. We all have love-hate with our work, yeah. like many things. Yeah. Uh, what do you love most about it, and what do you maybe n- I, like I, not so much? Like, what, what I love about it, I'm a CPA, and uh, the reason I'm a CPA probably is because at some point in my education, I saw the flexibility, and I saw that uh, you know it, Aspen was going to be a difficult place to move back to. I needed a good job that pays fairly well, and but I but I also wanted that flexibility to work for myself. Yeah, and and it, that's just I mean, if you would have asked me when I was eighteen what what I would be when I grew up, I would never CPA would never cross my mind. <laughs> it's like either an astronaut or a CPA. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so that's what I like. I like the flexibility. I can make a living. I can live in Aspen yeah. or Snowmass Village. But, you know, that's what I love about it. What I don't like about it is my busiest time of year happens to coincide with the best skiing of the oh, year. Oh, no so, kidding. So, Crunch time is in March, yeah, right? Well, yeah, it, March and <laughs> April. And, and it, uh, 
So it's hard to get out there yeah. uh, and ski as much as I'd like to during the time of year when skiing is great. But, but December is a pretty quiet time for us. So when we have early season snow, yeah. man, I am in heaven. Just I just got to hammer I, it. I could go every day and hammer it. And, you know, <laughs> it's not crowded. So that's a beautiful thing when we have early season snow. Yep. Timing so, is everything. Timing is everything. Get, we always got to get it while we can. Did you have fun on the show today? I had a great time. Oh, is it over for already? Being, it's over already. Oh, my gosh. That's unbelievable. That was a grueling 25 minutes grueling. of conversation. Wow, well, yeah, that was good. I hope you had fun. I had a great time. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being on, Roger Merolt. And thank you guys for watching this week on The Local Show. Aspen Public House is a modern gastropub located in the historic Wheeler Opera House building in the heart of downtown Aspen, serving breakfast, lunch, opera ski, dinner and late night, seven days a week, 8 a.m. to late. Aspen Animal Hospital's partnership with Wellhaven offers our community a very friendly and professional staff featuring five veterinarians, a new care companion plan, wellness plans to cover your preventative care needs for the entire year, and now introducing new feline-friendly Thursdays. They also offer exotic pet care and acupuncture. For more information, call 970-925-2611 or visit aspenanimalhospital.com. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their, their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Aspen Times, telling the stories that matter since 1881, is committed to local prep sports, arts, and entertainment coverage. They also offer the drop-in weekly recreational videos highlighting why we love to live in this community. The Aspen Times, at local newsstands, aspentimes.com, Facebook, and Instagram. We're not in Kansas anymore. Hey, did you miss the turn for recycling? I can't read the map on your cracked screen. Sundog Athletics is your opportunity to experience one-of-a-kind guided adventures and gain new skills to experience the thrills of snowshoeing, fat biking, canoeing, mountain and road biking. They can be reached at 970-925-1069. Fresh updates at Sundog Athletics on Facebook or sundogathletics.com. Welcome to the